0: take a walk take a walk that's what I said
1: we about to go live We are. Alive. I'm
0: pretty sure we're alive
1: <laughs> my watch says time for bedtime for KJ
0: it's time for lunch that's did you, what did you have for lunch today bubble guppies
1: <laughs> bubble 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 guppy guppy guppies what time is it
0: it's time for lunch isn't that bubble guppies
1: no, the that's bubble. yeah. Allison says it? it's
0: bubble guppies. I
1: thought that was bot from. Uh, <clears throat> so, <laughs> what's the show with bot? Umizumi um, Yeah, Team umizumi So, oh, I gotta. I think this. I'm right. I think y'all are wrong. No it's,
0: <clears throat> no, it's bubble guppies. What did I just say? You said Umizoomi. No, I,
1: I know what I said. I'm right. I come poop, poop, poo, 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 you, know, poo, you know, I've never visited Facebook on a computer.
0: Sean got voted off the island.
2: Hello, Lois. How are ya? Who's watching? Who? Hello, are Betty. You watching? How are ya? Oh. I mean, how are ya? <laughs> oh, man. Yo, I, I might not be able to see everybody that comes up because I'm not an admin. In case uh, <laughs> you know, oh, okay. people show up that I can't see. Oh boy! Hey, buddy, how are ya? uh Yeah, we <laughs> can start. So, so yep, bad. let's roll it in. A little hang up. Oh, hang up. What? Hang on. Whoa. Hang on. Whoa. Hang on. Whoa.
0: What's up, everybody? It's time for another episode of your favorite podcast. This we're, Tonight we're doing a little bit of a special episode, episode 102. It's entitled Joy Cometh in the Morning, because there's sorrow right now. Uh, real quick, go around the room for a little bit of introductions. We have Tom Rivera.
2: Hola, como esta?
0: Well, I like the way you did that. Thank you. And we have Sean
2: Conn. Where is Sean? Sean Wait, oh, he's not in yet. Sean's not in yet. Oh,
0: there he is on the mic. Light. He's on the mic. Oh, oh there, there he, he is. is. Here he comes. There's Sean.
3: Wow, he's cool. Sean, thanks. Hey, 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 what's going on?
0: <laughs> Sean's here. Sean's here. The lighting in
1: here—it yeah, was hot yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sun.
0: Now, Sean's not feeling great tonight. We have Javar Thompson filling in for Sean. Hi, Javar. Welcome to the
3: welcome to the podcast. Hey, what's going on?
0: <laughs> and uh I think that's that's it. That's
2: everybody. Uh I think you missed one. Just some, uh, Discount, yes.
0: We got we got Javar we got Tom oh, Sean's We're not here there. Sean's not here Yeah and, uh, Anyway welcome to the podcast
2: Who did I forget I don't know Someone seems like There's Elijah's like, here He's not smiling That's why Hi Elijah How you doing Elijah
1: What's up
0: mm. Anyway A bit. So
1: Don't do that too
0: often. You will melt the mic. I will melt the mic. Well, we've had had an interesting pre-show. I think we're ready to roll. Uh, We talked about Stranger Things. We talked about the Varsity Blues. (laughs) Now, so last week, I just want to get this started off a little bit like this. Okay. Uh, Last week, uh, news was breaking in our pre-show about the school shooting. And uh, we just... Didn't want to talk about it too much last week. We did mention it a couple times in last week's episode, but we we all felt really strongly this week that we wanted to do a full special episode um, talking about the school shooting in Texas and school shootings in general, as well as, you know, uh, the issues that are going on in our country. It's just been a little bit of a a depressing week. We've had, uh, we lost a member of our church in the last uh, couple of days and you know the the news in Pottstown, uh a home was was blown up last week and that yeah. already seems like a month ago doesn't yeah, it yeah. so you know there's tragedy all around but we're just uh anyway we're just going to do a full episode
2: relating to the school shooting um is there anything you guys want to get off your chest before we start um no i mean i think we can start i uh you know i was uh looking for some verses for today and uh I came across Ecclesiastes 918, which has wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. And uh, And that one really stuck with me. It really stuck with me because of uh, we're going to talk about the shooting that occurred. And, and, and it's usually uh, one person doing the damage and um, the other one that stuck up to me was matthew twenty six fifty two, but put your sword back in its place and this is when peter went to cut off the uh the ear of the roman hmm. and uh jesus told him put your sword back in the place jesus said to him for all who draw the sword will die by the sword and, and that one stuck with me too because um you have the shooter going to the school yeah and and then that's 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 the way he he died in essence uh, Can you read that first verse again? Wisdom is better than weapons of war, but one sinner destroys much good. Hmm. Yeah.
0: I got to tell you, I'm really angry. I've been angry all week. Yeah. Um, Even before I came to this episode tonight, I told my wife, I said, I "I don't even know if it's a great idea for me to go into the show because I've just been uh, going back and forth between, like, debilitating sadness for what is going on um, or what happened with the shooting and real anger over people who don't acknowledge it. Um, And then I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to, like, balance that with my spirituality and the fact that I believe that there is a God who is in control and who loves everybody and who is just um, and is a God of justice and we're supposed to be people of justice um, as well as you know living in a free society where people are free to, you know to, to, to move about. people are free and you know there' are different definite definitions and different interpretations of what we should be doing. But I will tell you, um, so yesterday, I took a trip up to New Hampshire and I sent you guys a picture. I don't know if you saw it on the group chat. Yep, we saw it. Uh, I saw a gun store while I was up there, uh, and the guy, it was just, it was a gun store in a strip mall on a main street, and in every window was, like, anti-government, an- anti-liberal government, you know, really hateful posters, you know, depicting uh, Barack Obama as, as a communist dictator, um, and put his face up with people who've killed hundreds of thousands of people and you know uh joe biden f you know f joe biden and this stuff and 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 then like they advertise we now carry machine guns and suppressors and uh, like i see that in new hampshire and i'm not making this up and two hours later while i'm driving home i pass the exit in newtown connecticut for sandy hook and so I, I like see people in our country who are just like so anti left just strong you know republican conservative you know but and but just anger just anger towards the other side they're just creating this division but at the same time worshiping at the altar of weapons of war and selling them and not caring one bit that children are being brutally murdered and and, and when that happens, people... Oh, yeah, by the way, I might be getting political tonight. Um, real, you know.
1: It doesn't happen quick, often. Quick
0: disclaimer. But, but at the same time, like, children are being shot to the point where they're unidentifiable. They're doing DNA tests on children to figure out which kid it was who died. That happened. That's real. And then people go on Facebook and say, guns don't kill people. You know, Cain killed killed Abel with a rock. I saw a pastor put that on Facebook. Cain killed Abel with a rock. And I'm going, but pastor, look up the guy who committed the Newtown school shooting. He was 82 pounds soaking wet. How many people do you think he could kill with a rock? You know, like we we have, yes, there is a real problem of sin in this world. Of which our job is to bring light into the world. And share the gospel with people who don't believe, and share love and bring joy. I get that, but at the same time, are we to say nothing about, you know, uh, standing up for justice for children? I mean, we're, we're... innocent children. We are a free society that believes in freedom of expression, freedom of of of, of, of the words that you're allowed to say. Place you're allowed to live. The the
1: assemble where you want to.
0: Yeah, assemble where you want to. Worship as you will. But where when do the when does the freedom to buy an assault rifle contradict the freedom to have a living child come home on the school bus? You know that's that's where you know I'm struggling a little bit with uh, you know for the past several years I've tried to stay quiet and be peaceful and love people who I disagreed with, and I still do, I'm just struggling with how to do that, when those people go to Facebook and say, we have a sin problem, we don't have a gun problem.
2: Um, this, this, whole, this whole situation that just happened really, this one really hurt. They all hurt, the Sandy Hook one hurt, the, 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 the shooting at the church hurt because I'm a pastor at my church, and I'm like, well, what are we doing to protect our people, right? But but this one, you know, it, it almost, it, I started thinking, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Lean On Me, when, uh, when uh, Crazy Joe, right, Crazy Joe locks all the doors to keep all the drugs out, right? Yeah. And, and, and I start thinking about this situation here that happened. And there's so many red flags that go up every time I think about it, you know. There, there's usually to a school, there's one main entrance. And then there's a lot of fire exits that are usually locked right Well, this kid just happened to find the one unlocked door and run right in yeah. you know and 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 that's just one right the the kid gets in a car accident he crashes his car into a ditch right by the school the cops come to him to find out if he's okay he says yes i'm okay the cops just leave and then he goes into his trunk and then he shoots at the at the school Cops were there within minutes of the shooting. Within Mm -hmm. minutes of the shooting, right? But then they just stay outside. They don't do anything about it. While parents are there yelling at them, trying to go in themselves. There was absolutely a failure of...
1: uh, This is like when you said you were going to get political. this This is what stinks. The people that are in power, they have these rules. And they have... They have these rules in place to protect them. Meaning if something, like, if something happens, and like I watch too much TV, so it's just like say there's a fire. There's somebody on scene that doesn't rank high enough to do what they feel is right. It's not about your feelings. It's about protocol, and that's what stinks. And I think had they broke protocol, they would have been able to Go and, you know, go in and do something, but because everybody's so scared about the backlash and the civil suits and somebody's going to sue me because I did this, or what if I grab somebody's child and on the way out, I trip, fall, crush their child? Now I'm going to get in trouble. So many people are worried about the what if instead of just doing. Yeah. The, uh... <clears throat> so. You can chime in whenever you want to. I
3: know.
0: He's like he's like I don't I don't I'm I'm, I don't want to be a giant target, yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I do want to say like I I I moved to Pennsylvania from New York City. In New York City, you're not allowed to own a handgun that sort of thing. When I moved out here, I became a gun owner. I still am a gun owner. Um, I'm one of these people politically who doesn't have a home. I'm a conservative who doesn't vote for conservative candidates. I'm a gun owner who believes in waiting periods, psychological tests, and like and and, and like really stringent rules. To own a firearm you know i i i don't have a home politically both sides hate me okay so like you know i have a big i have a big diesel truck and a toyota prius okay but uh we our system is a joke okay everybody says we have a sin problem not a gun problem well there's a sin problem in england there's a sin problem in ireland and scotland there's a sin problem uh all, all over the world they don't have the school shootings that we have because they also don't have 400 million firearms in, in, uh, you know, which a large, per, a, a big percentage of those are in the hands of people who don't know how to use them. You know, Javar was in the military. You were, how long were you trained on firearm control?
3: Uh, it was ongoing, ongoing training, even mm-hmm. up until like, the point that,
0: were you given psychological tests before you went into the military?
3: I mean, I do like, tests and stuff like that yeah
0: yeah, yeah the aptitude I mean. test make yeah. sure you're not crazy they reject people all the time who are yeah. psychologically
1: unfit Warshack yeah. test is that part of it the warshak test yeah like the ink blotter mm-hmm. test <laughs> 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 that's a butterfly no that's a cheeto <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you know th- th- that's that's a controlled environment where firearms should be at the same time we uh did they hand out the rocks did they give you a rock to go into battle with no Okay, they gave you a gun, right? Because yeah. the guns kill people better.
1: But see, here, here's – here's, a, like you said, both sides hate me. That's funny. You said Diesel and Prius. That's like <laughs> – that's like, do I like pumpkin pie or sweet potato pie? But what what, what I do see is, like, both sides will hate me because you you have to try to look at both sides yep. and not just go off emotion. Because yeah. if you look from the side of someone who lost someone, it's like – why would you stand there? Why would you not do anything? Mm-hmm. People are trained every day and every day in and, and scenarios, and that's all they are—they're scenarios. They're what if, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? But when you're faced with it, a lot of times people say that training disappears. You're frozen. You don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, like you, like you own a gun. Anybody who owns a gun and they go to the range. You go to the range and you practice. I pull, I, got, I shoot. I pull, I, got, I shoot. That's that muscle memory. If that's not something you're constantly doing, you get in a situation where you have to use it, you freeze, yeah. and that's how people get hurt.
0: Well, I, so the like, so I, I'm a gun owner. I became a gun over, owner when I moved to Pennsylvania. I wasn't given a psychological test. I wasn't asked if I could shoot it. They never asked if I knew if I understood how to use it. They didn't ask if I, how I was going to use it. They didn't give me a, you know, any kind of test on a range to see if I knew how 15 minutes after i said I wanted the gun, I walked out of the store with the gun and a box of ammunition. Um, recently, even though I've been riding a motorcycle for 10 years, uh, I finally decided to get my motorcycle license. I just been going from like permit to permit to permit every state that I lived in and finally decided I should get a motorcycle license. So as, as far as the permit goes for Pennsylvania, you have to go down, stand in front of an official, Fill out some forms, prove who you are, go sit in front of a computer, take a, take a test, which I didn't, you know, wasn't very hard, but I take a test. And then there's a waiting period. You have to leave. They expect you to go hone your skills. Then you come back and you prove that you can operate a motorcycle in front of somebody who's an examiner. You have to prove that you can safely operate it. You have to prove that, you know, that you can show up on time to the test, safely operate it. Before they, uh, you know, complete all the uh, steps that they give you to do, then they grade you and they send you inside to get a motorcycle license if you passed. And the worst that you're going to do with a motorcycle is go kill yourself. You're not going to go kill thirty people with it. But we hand out assault rifles in this country like like you know cracker jack boxes, and and never once. I mean, look at the picture of any of these guys who commit these these crimes. They look crazy. Like, can that just be a reason not to sell one to somebody? They look crazy. No. This guy bought two AR-15 style assault rifles within days of each other, and then within days of that, went in and killed twenty-six.
1: They c- they can't not sell it to him because he looks crazy because they got the Second Amendment. Yeah. But at the same and time, twenty-six
2: was Sandy Hill. Uh, Sandy Hook. How many
0: Sandy Hook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was
1: 20, so. uh, 19 and two adults. Nineteen and two. Yeah. Okay. But at so the I was same, just about Sandy like Hook. I am not, I am not a political person at all. I, I, I can't stand politics. I'm sure my thirteen year old son knows more about politics than I do. When it comes voting time, I'm not picking one ticket. I'm looking at everybody's name, picking individual things. I like this, I like this, I like that, I don't like that. But um Oh my gosh. Give me a second. I lost it. But um when it comes to this country and you look at the things that if even if I don't do research, I would guess, three of the major money makers in this country. Guns is on that list. Oh yeah. Tobacco was on that list. Yep. And alcohol is on that. List.
0: Well, and not only are they big money making corporations; those those are they big, run. Yeah, they, they they endorse a lot of candidates so that they can stay in business. So yeah. exactly, and
1: that's and where and the th- politics come. And
0: at. that's where I you know I, I run into a problem with politicians. You know the all the ones who are big enough that you know their names, none of them are are looking out for your good. I mean, for for the vast majority of them would not be, because they have so many people. They have corporate sponsors. They legitimately have corporate (laughs) sponsors that they need to please. And, you know, I know I'm upsetting people out there with with the gun thing. I will just say one thing. You know, the other thing you hear a lot about is arm the teachers. Uh, I went to a school in New York City, I told you guys earlier. I went to a school in New York City, had 3,000 kids in it. There was it. it kind of looked like the Pentagon, if you think about it. it had a giant courtyard in the middle and five wings. A prison. Well, you know, New York City public school. So you know, it's built by the same people who build the prisons. <laughs>
1: no names, just numbers. <laughs> yeah, Go pretty ahead. much.
0: <laughs> but it had five wings, three floors each, and a basement level. Uh, you know, I, I get that I'm on the I'm on the larger side of what schools you know public schools in America look like. But five wings, three floors, basement level. Each wing was separated with double fire doors, you know, for fire protection. If you armed even ten teachers in that school and gave them training, and somebody walked in an entrance and started sh- with body armor and started shooting at children, how many children would be dead before one of those teachers were able to respond? What happens when the teacher responds? Is the teacher wearing body armor? Are they given
1: a tank? Like, I, I, I mean... In any situation, unfortunately, any situation, they tie teachers' hands. Yeah, they tie. It it doesn't.
0: These people, a lot of teachers, aren't even built with. I mean, there's a reason they went into teaching. That was what their aptitude was for. They're not soldiers, you know. They're they're loving, kind, gentle, thought you know, thoughtful. You know, they're they're not like instant reaction GI Joe. Like, I'm sorry, you watch too many movies. And so the other thing is like uh, that that the. NRA mm. pushes, which by the way, you know, uh, I used to fully endorse the NRA, you know, up until I started listening to different opinions and using my brain and processing facts, you know, the NRA says the only thing Senator Ted Cruz said at the, a couple days ago, again, at the NRA rally, the only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is...
1: A bad guy with a gun?
0: A good guy with a gun.
1: Ooh.
0: Right? This is the thing. They've been they've been saying that for 15 years. And uh, former President Donald Trump spoke at that NRA rally, which, by the way, was held days after the school shooting in Texas, just a couple hundred miles away from the school shooting site in Texas that held an NRA rally, which I thought was nice timing and nice placement. Uh, former President Donald Trump spoke at that. Do you know what was... Outside the auditorium, armed people. What was outside the auditorium were metal detectors, Secret Service, <clears throat> and police, making sure that nobody came in with a gun. But all the people at the convention were just good people, so why would they be afraid? Of, uh, they they said there's good people. The, on the only sides. way to stop a shooting is for everybody to be armed. So why does it matter if if people are armed in an NRA convention? They're in there saying that they're not going to change the laws. That they, you know, we believe, you know, they, they say we, we, we want our children to be safe, but we don't think banning any sort of guns or any sort of regulations or any sort of waiting period or anything like that is going to be helpful for this. But they, at the same time, while they're having their convention, won't allow anybody in with a gun. <sighs>
1: Hypocritical, right? Is that what it is? If, if I go
0: to Hi- CVS Hi- and I buy Allegra D, <clears throat> I got to wait two weeks before I can get more Allegra D. Yeah, <laughs> I, th- but but I could walk in and 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 just say, give, me, you know.
1: When I went to get my permit to carry, all the guy told me was after they did the check, they did everything. He said, "Stop speeding." Huh. Yeah, it says right here such and such you got a speeding ticket. And I'm like, Why you had to tell me that? I don't know. But it was really simple to get to get a gun, to get a permit, and people like circumvent the system where if you're what is it called? reciprocity, Where you can carry in different is it where you can carry in different states other than yours that are yeah. kinda like
0: reciprocity.
1: Reciprocity. Okay. Um I remember a while back, I saw something on the news where res- people that lived in PA couldn't get one. But if you were a resident of Florida, you could get one. So they would get an address mm-hmm. in Florida, get a license or some kind of ID, come to PA and buy it. Because now they're a Florida resident yeah. with reciprocity in PA. So the laws do need to, to you know, they do need to change But
3: this has been said for since the beginning of time, I think if even if they uh, get rid of, or try to you know take guns away from people, a criminal is going to find a way to find get a yeah. gun. Somebody's I mean, going to find a way. And then, what do you do at that point when you don't have a you know to protect yeah. yourself? You know, so it's kind of hard to. I'm I'm not ag- get,
0: I'm not against owning a gun. I just think we need. Um, can you think of any good scenario, in where, in which somebody who wanted to purchase a gun would not be able to wait two to three months? No. I mean, why would you say, uh, what's the point of saying, I need a gun and I need it in the next hour?
1: Unless somebody, <laughs> you come to me right. and you say that, it sounds like either you are, it sounds like you're either, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, it sounds yeah. like you're either in imminent danger and you need to protect yourself ASAP, right now, right. I order, or you want to go do something to somebody yeah. and you need to
3: so, you, so you had to qualify like like have a qualification every uh, so often like every year there every I year. mean we have like police certification yeah, like we
0: have police who are fire firearms instructors we can't have somebody on a Saturday just you know teaching people how to use them making sure they <clears> knew <throat> how to use them safely we can't you know do a background check on people who just want to buy an AR15 right now
1: there is a quote. I believe it was Einstein that fits almost every scenario guns especially and it is and it, and this is how I this is how I look at my children this is how I look at life to lead an un to lead an uninstructed body to war is to throw them away
0: Wow I never heard that one before but yeah, I'm just and <laughs> we we I I don't see a scenario in which an 18-year-old needs to walk in buy 2 AR15s within 2 days 800 rounds of ammunition and that doesn't never once did he break the law until he
2: fired the first round his, like, doesn't that blow you away? That i, he, I mean, even even this guy from the la, the, the last the, the, the Texas shooting—he was arrested before for terroristic threats.
0: You would think that that should pop a background right? check, except and then, that and then they if, didn't and do would, one.
2: Yeah, you would think if he has a terroristic threat on his record, and then he goes on Facebook, and puts on Facebook exactly what he's going to do. I'm going to go shoot my grandma. Then he completes that, and then he says, no, I'm going to go finish and shoot up the, uh, an elementary school," yeah. right? The well,
0: fact that I, he I, had a terroristic threat in his background, uh, charge in his background, anyway, should have eliminated him from the process of buying a weapon, anyway.
2: The thing is, the thing is, if you, I mean, I mean, there's always, you don't necessarily, and and I don't know where to go. I'm not saying that I know where to go, but I know there's a black market out there. Yeah. Right.
1: Well, it's, so it's it's not even that because the the laws change depending on what you want to buy. If you want to buy a handgun. There's, like, a waiting period. There's different. But remember, you was able to just go to Dick's Sporting Goods or Walmart and buy a rifle. To go yeah. hunting, yeah. yeah. Right. To go hunting. To go well, hunting, And yeah. then,
0: So that's another thing that people always say. And, again, I am not anti-gun. I am pro-gun control. Me too. Yeah. And, and I, you know, but I'm also a conservative who's for, you know, helping the poor people and, you know, that sort of thing. So, like I said, nobody likes, likes me anyway. But uh, I, right. I, I would yeah. ask somebody who says it's my God-given right to go hunting that I – I would say, what, you're not man enough or woman enough to
2: take down a deer with a compound bow? I don't understand, with all this that keeps happening with these schools, you know, and, and I was talking to my, bar about, my barber about this. I don't understand. You know, I, I go to all these other places, and I started talking to you about it. I went to the Bible Museum, and they have three guys in front of the Bible Museum store, uh, Museum, In front of the front doors, the only place you can go in, standing there with machine guns. Three guys, right? Pretty intimidating when you go up and you just want to go into a museum. It's pretty intimidating, right? So you have these schools. Most schools have just one entrance going into them, right? Just one entrance. The other ones...
0: That's actually not true.
2: Okay, well... They have
0: a main entrance where the kids go in, but there's several exits for fire. Yeah, well, I'm getting into that, yeah. But
2: there's one entrance where they go in. Then they have the other fire exits because they have to have the fire exits, which are usually locked. Or should be locked, unless somebody's out, right. So how? how yeah. I, so unless how somebody's smoking a cigarette, but go ahead. Then you got to go out the front <laughs> door. I mean, I mean, seriously, if you want to smoke a cigarette, yeah. go out the front door and go smoke your cigarettes. These doors should have an alarm that if you open okay. it, the alarm goes off. I'm just saying the protocol of just locking all the doors that are fire doors. If it gets open, an alarm goes off, right? And the main entrance is in the, in, in the front of the building. In front of that building, you have one or two guys whether they're retired officers, whether they're military, just standing there with machine guns. The guy that's going to go into that school is going to think twice about going in there. It's not going to be as easy as going You're, in there.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I totally agree with you. I'd feel better if my kids went to school in a situation like that. My kids also go outside for recess. Are you saying the kids shouldn't go outside anymore? My kids go outside and play on the gym. So, so both of those officers then need to go out. And, well, you wouldn't need two. I mean, then you're... Because if they're in an open field then, then you are talking. Then, you need then eight. you're talking a sniper. Then you need eight. You're, right? You need a
2: sniper on the roof.
0: Right. We or, will do our know, best
1: so, to get to y'all comments, but yeah. everybody's up here right now. I mean,
2: you can go ahead and say things like, all right, well, in that situation, what if yeah. they really just got a helicopter and just dropped yeah. a bomb on so the school, right? The, the point is this. I'm saying, make it a little harder for I, this to happen. I totally agree.
0: And and I'm going to get to that point as well, because I, I agree with you that that would help. Um And... I'm also not naive to the fact that there are 400 million guns out there on the street, you know, and, and if they were banned, the price goes up, you know, so people start wanting them more and more. Um, and and to your point about making it harder to get into a school, um, I'm actually going to give you a point to put in your to put in your uh, to put in your, uh, your sling there for your argument. There was a, a study done, and uh, I forget, forgive me, I have trouble with, with dates, but uh, 150 years ago, something like that, with uh, what's called city gas in England. They had this, it was like a natural gas type of thing that was piped in, through, you know, through pipes into people's homes for, for uh, heating and for cooking, uh, and they wanted to replace it with natural gas because city gas was uh, at a, a high carbon monoxide count. And what was happening was people were killing themselves, committing suicide really, really easily. You know, if they were, had a bad day at work, they just go home, stick their head in the oven, turn it on, shut the pilot off, throw a blanket over their head, and kill themselves. And so all these city officials and people were saying, let's get rid of this stuff. It's so it's so dangerous. You know, let's replace it with natural gas, which is much harder to kill yourself with. And that's what everybody kept saying. Well, they'll just kill themselves by jumping off a building. They'll kill themselves by, you know, stabbing themselves. They'll kill themselves. Do you know the suicide rate went down by like 92% after they made the switch to natural gas? Because when you make it slightly harder, <clears throat> the numbers change dramatically. When you make it harder for somebody to buy a gun, less people have guns. When you give them a waiting period, and actually I wanted to address, Shane's pretty pissed off at me right now because of apparently I'm upsetting him. But he made a comment about a person who has a stalker waiting can equal death. They should be able to get a gun immediately.
1: But that, I, I, that's the point I made unless there was somebody in imminent danger that needed it right, right yeah. away. Yeah.
0: So he's agreeing with you, and I am too. Right. Because my parents, Shane, were actually um, – they were uh, – I don't know if you listened to me talk about it in the past. They were attacked by, by a crazy person in New York City. Um, and, and like I said, in New York City, it's hard to get a gun. And even though that guy was a criminal – and could have bought a gun illegally, he didn't because he couldn't get one, and he only had a knife and a hammer, and therefore he only was able to stab my dad and my mom 15 times each and hit them with a hammer a bunch of times, but they both lived because he didn't have a gun. Um, My point is that if somebody had a stalker and there's a two month waiting period, um, couldn't they go to the police, get a restraining order, and then have the police give them a copy of the restraining order, they could take it to the gun shop and be able to purchase a gun as like a bypass of the waiting period. They, if you can prove that you are in fear for your life, I'm okay with getting something in the meantime. Probably not an AR-15, not a great self-defense weapon.
1: And again, anybody can play devil's advocate to that because the laws have to change in order for that to happen and how long will it take for that to happen? That's the, that's, that's the issue.
0: Yeah, but you know what? If we change the laws when Columbine happened, that was 23 years ago. Facts. If we had banned certain weapons, if we had put more restrictions, if we had put psychological tests and waiting periods in order 23 years ago, I'm pretty sure we have made some progress by now. And again, there is a problem with sin. People will still hurt people. We can't regulate that. I'm just saying there's... Kids that look exactly like my kids, who are the same age as my kids, who were unrecognizable because some 18 year old who's mentally unstable was able to buy an AR 15 and 800 rounds and body armor. And the police were afraid to go into the building because they didn't think they could do anything. You know, and we're talking about a teacher with a gun can solve this. You know, it's just, it's sick. And, and what really, really makes me upset is that. People are so angry and so dug in on their sides that they're not willing to sit in a room with each other and say, let's try to protect the children. Let's make this a federal thing where Tom says, let's lock down the schools. You know, let's let's put retired people. You're telling me Tom's idea wouldn't work. I know retired cops who would do that for free for free. Yeah, I know a firearms instructor who is a retired cop who would do that for free because he has a grandkid who's eight years old. Anyway, but we won't work to each other because we want to say, you know. I'm right. We want to say, let's go, Brandon. And we want to say, you know, on the other side, what does the other side say? We want to say something else, and we not want to talk to each other, and we don't care, and we're so angry that we're just all waiting for the Civil War. <clears throat> I mean, come on. Like,
2: can we just work together? I'm um, August the first the first week, the first Sunday in August, I'm doing a sermon, uh, which I already had prepared, and I was actually supposed to give it last week. But it's a sermon for the youth. And I'm going away to, to camp, so the first Sunday too, in August is the first time I'll be back. And 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 what the sermon is about, and uh, I was going to wait this till the end, but I'm just going to say it now, and we can keep talking about the whole gun thing. But uh, the devil is going after our children, right? The, the, this this thing that just happened, there was a door that was open that I keep talking about, right? What doors are we leaving open? For our kids to have anxiety, fear, right? Lust, pornography, pride, all them stuff coming into our kids when they go to school. I, it's for me, you know, it starts in the home. It starts in the home telling our kids and protecting our kids and, and, and protecting them from, from the lies that the devil does to them at, at, sc- at school and when they're out <clears throat> with the peers. Because when, when the kids go out there, The devil is attacking them, attacking the youth, attacking them, attacking them, right? What are we – how are we arming or how are we getting our youth prepared for the attacks that they kick constantly out when they're in the streets with with the schools, with their friends and all that, right? Which leads to instability, which leads to madness, which leads to ah, – ah, and then the shooting happens, Right? I'm a strong believer, and I'm going to do a sermon on this, and it's all biblical, but the devil, the easiest weapon, the easiest people for the devil to go after is our children. Our children are the easiest one to go after. And, 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 and if we don't talk to our kids and we don't tell them about Jesus and we don't tell them and try to protect them about all these lies that are going to come in when they're not around us,
1: that's just going to keep stacking up and stacking up and stacking up. And that is why that quote fits everything. To lead an uninstructed body to war is to throw them away. To not teach your kids in the home. Yeah. You're throwing them away. You're throwing them you're throwing to the them. streets. Yeah. You're throwing them yep. to that's sin. Like, that's, that's like it. the
0: quote of the episode. That's I love it. you, man. That's it, because that's that's that, even saying.
2: biblically, that applies. No, that's what it, I'm it, saying. That's, that's exactly what it. I'm preaching about on the first weekend, and it's, and, and, and it's all for you guys. You got. I won't tell anybody if you use that quote when you're talking about training
0: our children to go to spiritual war.
1: Yeah, spiritual war, and, and that's what's Say happening out there. To lead an uninstructed body to war is to throw them away. Wow.
0: You got to use it. I won't tell anybody that, it, that he brought that. We got to ask ourselves: What doors are we
2: leaving open for yeah. the devil to attack our kids and put all these thoughts in their heads that start accumulating years after years after years after years, and then boom, have, something have, happens. Have any
1: of you guys ever seen the movie The Usual Suspects? Yep. Yes. What's, what's
0: the, the
1: What's the main Kaiser Soze? Kaiser Soze. What's the What's the main quote in that while talking about the devil? Because they call Kaiser Soze the devil. What did he say about the devil?
0: It's been a while.
1: What did he say the greatest (laughs) trick the devil ever pulled?
0: Teach you that he, or try to tell you that he doesn't exist.
1: The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was to make you believe he didn't exist. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, we can talk about all these solutions, but but if we're not protecting them from the devil, from (laughs) the liar... But what are the, we doing?
0: The the Christian nationalism these days though really gets to me is because the, the church there's several people who are fringe members of the church who are so latched into the Christian nationalism thing that it's really starting to become a cult. And I really don't like it when they mix the two because it says just like what I said earlier, I just want to make one more point about we don't have a sin problem. We we don't have a we don't have a gun problem, we have a sin problem. That's like me going down to Atlanta. You ever been to Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Worst rush. Everybody talks about the traffic in L.A. LA. Traffic in L.A. is nothing compared to the traffic in Atlanta. Twelve lanes, each direction, you know, congested all the time. That's like me walking down to Atlanta. Like me and Tom going in Atlanta, right? And Tom's on the side of the highway, and I'm talking to him. And I go, Tom, I I got a problem with faith. And he goes, what's your problem with faith? I go, every day at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I blindfold myself and walk across this these lanes of traffic, and every day I get hit by a car. And he's like, "Well, that sounds really stupid." And I go, "Yes, I know. I need more faith." That's like the same thing that we're saying. Like, like, so- like, we do need faith, and there is a real sin problem. But sometimes we just have to stop doing stupid stuff.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Like selling AR 15s to mentally deranged people without any sort of psychological test, and going get out there, have fun.
2: You have to be 21 to drink, 25 to to. <laughs> you can't to, to rent, rent a, rent a car, car until you're 25. 25 to rent a car, right? But if you're 18, go ahead, go get it.
0: But also, this does open up that whole new exciting world for Amazon selling bulletproof backpacks. So I'd like to get the backpack that shoots back. That's what I want. Since more guns are the, e- easily that the is, solution.
1: That is, that's the catchphrase. Yeah. The backpack that shoots back.
0: Oh, I love it.
1: That's sad. Isn't <laughs> it? Though? It's, it's sad, and you know what? I. I I have a sense of humor at times and just sitting here hearing you constantly say got to have faith, got to have faith. I'm like, is this George Michaels over there what is going? Cool? Yeah, <laughs> cuz I got to have faith. I
0: got to have faith. I can't walk across the highway
1: blindfolded. It's a dark world out there. The yeah. problem like here here's what gets me. We teach our children right from wrong. Do you feel like it's your fault if you teach them what you're supposed to teach them and they disregard what you teach them yeah well there's a verse in the bible that answers that Please, i feel like what you, is it? i
0: feel like you did your job as a parent but it depends on the situation whether you feel like maybe you should have driven it home a little more what do you pr-
1: no i'm just about? saying like yeah. you 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 driven it home you've made your point you tried to because you know how some parents are like oh i feel like i feel as a parent when their child does this but you teach them everything they need to know you arm them with everything they need to To navigate, direct
2: your children into the right path. This is Proverbs 22 6. And I'm a living example of this. Direct your children into the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. Start children on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. I was brought up with all these things that I speak of, right? right. And then I myself decided to steer and go and live a worldly life myself. That was my decision, right? But I came back, and it's biblical. I'm sorry. Am I too close? No, you, I, you I keep came, going in and out. So I came that. back, and it's biblical. What I what happened in my life is not like, oh wow, Tom. It's biblical. My parents brought me in the way of the Lord. It's prodigal. I steered. It's prodigal. So, so, so you continue to do that. You can't if you're doing your job bringing your child in the way that the Lord wants you to bring him. Right? There's a difference. You can bring up a good kid, and then you can bring him the way that the Lord right. The Sermon on the Mountain. Mm-hmm. Bring him up that way. Right? Yeah, they might steer because the devil does lie and he might get to them just like he did to me for 30 years. Mm -hmm. I came back. They come back. Welcome back. Welcome back. When did you come back? Oh, yesterday. Wow. It's good to have you back.
0: They must have have great somewhere you (laughs) were. No, that's the, you know, that's. You know what I
2: mean? It's, 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 it's.
0: But you, uh, you, you put that, you build that foundation, right? And, and
2: then if they walk away, they walk away, you know, but. And I'm not talking about the feeding them and, 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 and making sure they have a home and make sure they have clothes. No. I'm literally talking about the sermon on the mountain. Raise your kids that way. They'll come back. It, even, they might not steer at all, but if they do, they'll come back.
1: I heard like 20, 20-plus 20 is the comeback years. I heard the teens were hard, and when they reached 20, they start realizing, I don't know everything.
0: I wouldn't know anything about that. All my children are wonderful. They're just fantastic.
1: My children are amazing as well. They're fantastic. All of them. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: he's ooh. a rookie. Please oh. forgive our, our producer. No, no, it's the call-in
2: line. Oh, it's yeah, <laughs> the yeah, call-in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go
0: to John in Concha and How you doing, Johnny?
2: Johnny. <laughs> I I, uh, I I would like to incorporate that into the show one <laughs> day. Awesome. I think that would be cool. Hey, you, do
1: you think we, you, could do that. we could do that? Yeah, we could do that. This dude could do everything. Uh, uh, he d- built the whole house with two hammers and one nail. I've seen it happen. <laughs> <laughs> why do you need – if you only have one nail, why do you need two hammers? <laughs> Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Dually, oh, dual wielding hammers.
0: <laughs> I, d- I don't want to uh, – you know, I, I'm, I'm not naive to the fact that we have a big gun problem. There's a lot of guns out there, you know. And, and I'm not naive to the fact that we're in a free country and you should be able to own a gun. You know, I'm not naive to the fact that someday the government, like many other governments we're do, might try to take them. Yeah. They might try to, you know. And, and, and I do believe, you know, that our government's too big and too powerful and not in the interest of people. I understand why people are afraid of the government and why they want to hold on to their weapons. But, you know, the, um, I'm not against people owning a gun. I'm really not, I'm, a, I'm just against the guns getting in the wrong hands, and the, just the fact that we are just printing them like funny money. you know, just they're just out there. Um, and just anybody, anybody can have them. I definitely believe the whole idea of gun collecting is just weird to me, that people have a hundred guns.:
1: You know I, I know of a person who needed to borrow money to heat their home with oil, needed to borrow money to heat their home with oil
0: is like $100 a gallon right a now. A week
1: later came in and was showing hey, look at this new gun I just got. Uh, really? Yeah. Really. The, the, but, but, but 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 wait. But wait. You know those uh tool those tool chests that stand about yay high with all the different drawers and all? Right. Right. Like two of those full of guns. Yeah.
0: Well, I, again, it it's just I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying it's weird to me. I don't understand it. I own five firearms, you know, and and it's...
1: I do, too. Boom, boom. (laughs) Firepower.
0: He just held his muscles up, if if you're listening, audio only. (laughs) I didn't see anything though. Did you have muscles? Like, did you actually? I left, flex?
1: The, cl- I left the clips at home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, like
0: the whole idea. I don't know if it starts with video games or what, but this whole idea of like worshiping at the altar of war weapons, you know, where you're just like, oh, I gotta get that tactical vest. I gotta get those boots. I gotta go worshiping.
2: I like the, it's, um, it's.
0: If you're an art collector, like I don't get that either because I'm not really into art. But if you look at it and say, I look at this piece and it reminds me of whatever, and I, I think it's beautiful. Like, okay, I get that. So you wanted to keep, I, not for a reason. I have several cars that I don't drive, and I have several motorcycles, okay? I, I like automobiles. I like uh, the way that the engines work. I like the sounds they make. I like being able to drive them. You know, I, I might not go out and do zero to 60 in two and a half seconds like it'll do or whatever, but I, I, I think it's cool that it can. I think it's a cool machine. When, when you're talking about a gun, that the purpose of that gun is to maim, kill, and destroy. And the That's fact that you're just for. worshiping going, I like this one because it has 18 rounds, 18 rounds of death. Like, oh, okay, like, I don't,
1: like. Is that the same as idolizing? False idols?
0: Well, I just wonder what's next. You get the tactical knife, the tactical vest, the body armor, the boots, you know, and you get the AR-15 with the strap and the double clip and the extended mag well, then and the got-
1: suppressor. And then what's next? Like, You got to get the flashlight. You got to get the beam. You gotta get the right. gloves. At you some get point, get the there's goggles. nothing left to do
0: but to use it, though, right? I mean, <laughs> like, what's the point of having that? You know, it's. I I just uh, the whole thing. I don't understand. I don't understand how people can see twenty kids, nineteen kids, be brutally murdered to where they need a DNA test and
1: still want. And,
0: and well, no, and, and then just stand behind their political platform that they've been throwing up there for 20 years going whatever man, it's, it's, it is it's
1: brainwashed like i get in these in these arguments a lot and sometimes i feel like i could lose the position i have if i continue in them because i will say those who are listening and those who are watching understand my name is elijah griffin I am a Christian, but I am flawed, I am not perfect, and I will let things come out of my mouth at certain times if I feel strongly about something. And it will happen, and I don't wanna risk losing anything because I have an example to set for my children. So I will try and speak clearly, I will try to enunciate, and I will definitely try to not uh, hurt whatever situation I'm in. But I am constantly around people that just believe what they believe. Like if anything happens, first thing they say, "Oh, the Dems. Oh, the this. Oh, the that." And it's like, dude, go, go, go! Read a book. Go read the Bible. Do, do that. Read the Bible, and and, and, and tell me where you see the Dems and the Republicans at there. Like, like do that. Like stop bringing that negativity. Because people sit home in a stew. About all this stuff, and when they get out into the world, impressionable kids and people who don't have, like, don't have groups like this or things to do like this or or go to church and have positive people, they hear it and they soak it in, and then they start spewing the same thing, and it just spreads like a virus. It's terrible. Yeah, I'm sorry, I ran to I think
0: the thing that really triggered me yesterday driving home from New Hampshire was I saw the exit for Sandy Hook and I decided to look up because I couldn't remember how many victims there were and I, I remembered it being a smaller uh number than than uh Uvalde it
1: was like nine or
0: something. It, it was more it was 26 or 27 total but the thing that really got me was when I looked up the victim list I didn't realize there was going to be pictures And the first picture that popped up looked exactly like my six-year-old. And uh, little blonde hair, six years old. Six years old. And there's people, when you start talking, will just shut you down. Just throw up the things that they've been talking about. Um, All I want is... for people to be able to work together. I'm not saying I'm stuck in somewhere. I'm just saying, can't we all sit in a room and try to decide how to keep six-year-olds from going to school and being shot in the head in what we call the greatest country? I wore my American flag t-shirt on purpose today because I'm proud to be an American. But it's sad that the American flag represents so many different things to so many different people um, that we can't work together anymore. It's, it's.
2: These these parents of the Texas kids went into that school in the morning to watch their kids get their honor roll diplomas and their awards. And later on, they watch them come out in body bags And, you know, I was talking to Dave this morning for a while. He called me. He's like, you want a cup of coffee? And that turned into a really long conversation. And he goes, you know, Tom, what, what I don't understand, this hit me. He goes, this is going to sound awful, but I can get shooting the grandmother, right? She might, you might have had a bad relationship with her or whatever, right? But but how do you shoot one kid and then say, oh, that was cool let me shoot 18 more right how, how do you do that i i i did something i'll just never get
0: i i get if your grandmother was mean to you your whole life i get you know i i don't, I don't think it's good i don't think you should do it obviously but i kind of get one adult and another adult after a, after a time just you know or a husband and a wife you know just been arguing for 20 years finally snap but that's what i said how do you walk into a school with kids that you don't know. You don't even know them. You point a rifle at a six-year-old's head and pull the trigger and say to yourself, That was that was a good experience. I'm gonna do that again and again and again and again and again. And then you have what feels like half the country, but probably not. You have a large percentage of Americans say, I don't give a Damn about those kids, you can't have my guns. I won't even sit here and discuss any alteration of how things currently are. Even though when you present them with, uh, this doesn't happen in other civilized countries. The one thing, I was just watching this program uh, about the uh, Rwanda uh, genocide.
2: Mm.
0: That happened, you know, uh, 10,
1: 10, whatever. (laughs) Right, it happened.
0: I was watching this program where they, uh, these uh, two European guys were traveling through Rwanda, and they were seeing some of these images for the first time. And one of the things that struck me is there was a church. They killed a million people in 100 days. Killed a million people in 100 days in Rwanda. And there was this church where uh, one of the massacres had happened where they locked everybody inside and killed them. And the thing that really struck me was they turned the church into a museum. And what was in the church were the skulls of the victims and the clothes of the victims. And when they asked the lady, they said, why didn't you bury them? And we said, because we didn't want people to forget about them. We wanted them to see the skull that's in pieces. We wanted them to see the clothes with the bloodstains on them. Because we want things to never, ever happen like what happened here. We want people to remember this. But we don't. And here, you know, there's a shooting. And even last week when you said there was another... You talked about a shooting right before the show. I said, yeah, the one one in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. And you said, no, there was another one. You know, it's like we forget... We just become numb, and we just dig in our heels. Like, people,
1: people, some Guys, people, you can start
2: putting your prayer request up.
1: Yeah. Um, people, <coughs> that's, that's hard to hear. Um, people don't understand how symbiotic the whole thing is. You know how they say, like, there's six degrees of separation and, and all of that. Something like that happens, and let's say the shooter makes it. the the shooter is apprehended not killed well what that one act just created is a nation of parents like myself who go to work and can't focus on a job that I have to do to provide for mine because I'm worried about them in school the whole country is like that. You send your kid off to school and you call him, FaceTime them, I love you, have a great day. Which my son doesn't understand. When I do that, I want to hear back from you. Don't just look at my message. Because when you don't respond, I worry. And I can't function when I'm worried about my children. And if I have an important job to do and this person has me worrying about what they just did and I can't do my job, more lives could be. More lives could be cost because if I'm doing something that holds the fate of other people in my hands and I'm daydreaming or thinking or worried and something happens, that's like a snowball effect but that's what they call it, like a snowball mm-hmm. death, like a snowball effect. So they don't realize what that one act Can do to A, a, a country And it's, it's serious Like it A six year old Really like More prayer
2: Yeah So um Psalm 30 One through five I will exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of your depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You, Lord, brought me up from the realm of the dead and spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you, his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Now the, the, the name of the episode tonight was
1: actually Joy Cometh in the Morning. And, uh, and my joy is every morning I get to wake up and see them. Yeah,
0: My kids don't annoy me this week.
1: I'm never going to be where you are. No, that. I'm serious. My
0: kids, the last week, and my, old, my oldest, is in the room. She knows for the last week when they get when they start barking at each other, I said, we we're not talking like that today. Not today. Not today. Today we're happy that we have our sisters. My kids haven't annoyed me in a week.
1: <laughs> not today is my line. That's going to be my line every day. Not today. Not today. today.
0: You know, today when my kid says something and I'm in the middle of something, I'm going to put that something down. I still don't know, as a Christian, how we're supposed to respond to tragedy like this. All I know is that we need to be open. We need to love each other. We need to not be hard cases because to be so locked in to your point, to be so locked in that that the, the horse would have to drag you away is to say you're not a Christian anymore because Christians are open to being changed by the Holy Spirit. Christians are being are being are supposed to be open to God working in their lives. If you say I know everything there is to know, and I'm not willing to change, that's you telling God you're not allowed to change me anymore. I don't know how you look in the eyes of a parent who's lost somebody like this and not be changed I, this, uh... we,
2: we met we met last Wednesday and we had a production meeting and, and that was the question to, to ponder about and, and to try to come yeah. up with a, an answer for it but you can only go alongside them and just weep with them there's, there's really nothing you can say there's nothing I, I know the Christian answer is pray I'm a pastor. I believe in the power of prayer. There's nothing you can say. I don't know what to say. But through my devotions recently, I've learned that God doesn't call us to say anything. As Christians, we're not supposed to have the right answers for people. We're just supposed to join them in their journey and be with them and guide them. And that's 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 the only answer I, I, I came up with. I, I, there's no... Words that I can tell one of those parents that it'll be all right because it's not. It's not. It's not something that just goes away. The birthdays come, the Christmases come, the holidays come. I couldn't even imagine. I told my wife, I have grandkids, right? Thank God my kids are out of high school. Sorry, that sounds awful because it's selfish. I told my wife, I'm like, you know what? I'm a pastor. I got a hotspot on my phone, and I got my cell phone and my laptop. That's all I need for work. I'm just going to sit in front of the school of my kids' elementary school and just do my work right there. I can't imagine that that going on. And it's turned into, what if this happens? <laughs> it's going to sound awful, but now it's when it's going to happen. When is it going to happen? That's, that's the kind of world we're living in. It's dark. It's a dark world out there. And if we don't raise our kids, our future, with the light, it's going to be a dark world. I don't know if you guys have any prayer requests. I know my wife has one up there. Um, But yeah, I I mean, my my whole closing today was was what I said earlier, that, that, uh, and and his his line was perfect, you know. We got to make sure that we are equipping our kids with with that love, with 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 Jesus. Because if we don't, they're going to start listening to the lies of the devil.
1: Well, you know what's scary? Um, <clears throat> what's really scary is that. The kids that died, what kind of morning did they have before they went to school? Who's going to be affected by it? How many times is the older sibling yelling at the younger sibling? Mm. You make me sick. You get on my nerves. That's a great point. Leave me alone. Go somewhere. And to not be able to come home and yell at that sibling again. Or to say I'm sorry. How do you think they feel? Like, the parents, we feel horrible. Parents feel horrible, I'm sure. But what about that sibling that no longer has that sibling?
0: I wondered about the kids as the shooting's going on, because it wasn't quick. You know, it was, what, 50 minutes? 52 minutes. The, uh, I kind of wondered, did any of those kids, as their last thought, wonder if they'd done something wrong, mm-hmm. that they couldn't be near their parents, that they, that they were being punished? You know, this is it's absolute evil. We do have a sin problem.
2: Yeah, I sure. do have a
0: sin problem. Yeah. But as Christians, we're not, we can't take the sin out of somebody's life. We can just be the hands and feet of Jesus, who is the only one who can wash it away, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you say in the situation? I think Tom's absolutely right. You don't say anything. If you're, if you're in the life of somebody who suffered a tragedy like this, you hold them. You sit across from them, and you just be silent with them.
1: For as long as they need you to be.
0: But I think the the easy thing that we're doing right now is pointing fingers and getting angry, and um, because it's easier than actually confronting the fact that we need to do something. It's easier to be angry at somebody than to actually make a change. It's easier because nobody knows what to do in the face of that tragedy and the face of that mental illness. You know, and part of the problem is that we were talking about earlier is that there is no there is no pipeline for what to do when you find somebody. Every, I, I bet there's 100 people in that person's world who knew that they were mentally unstable. There's no pipeline to start. Nobody knows what to do with mental illness. But anyway, I just... Uh, I have a list of names in front of me of all the victims. 10 years old, 11 years old, 10 years old. I think Claire's prayer is good enough for all of us, don't you, Tom?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I do. I do. Let us pray. J- Javar, thank you for uh,
3: for stepping in. I know I didn't say much, but... No. <laughs> Sean never does either, yeah, so... Sean just prayed I at just... the end, that's why he's here.
2: <laughs> So you want to pray? <laughs> no, I, I, I just <laughs> Put him on the spot, like that. But, uh, uh man. Let us pray, Father. Have,
0: S- sorry, real quick. Do you have size. anything you want to add to to our discussion? I mean, we should have told you. Do you feel feel free to interrupt <laughs> at any time. But do you have anything you wanted to get get out?
3: I, I think pretty much like everybody knows what needs to be done, but people are just so fixed on their own opinions nothing that nothing ever gets like put in the words and um, fixed, you know, and this is why we just keep having these issues and problems and um, it's really sad, you know, it's just like, because I have kids too, and just to, you know, see people having to go through this, I couldn't imagine what it would be to lose a child, you know, and it just needs, something needs to happen, you know, and I don't know what that is but
0: well, what used, I think what used to happen is this really weird thing uh, called compromise, which one person would start at one side of the room, one person would start at the other, and they'd meet in the middle. And now we just want to stay in our corners and yell across the
2: room. I think, I think what Elijah said touched, touched me a little bit, too, as far as uh, the siblings. I know we don't have kids that watch this show, but we have parents, and uh, tomorrow's never promised. This is a prime example of no matter how old you are, you know, a lot of times we're like, oh, I got plenty of time to, to, to make it right. I got plenty of time to straighten my life out. Well, you, you don't know that because tomorrow's never promised, right? So, so we need to start leading with love because, you know, you got a sibling situation when they get in a silly, silly, silly fight in the morning about my spoon, your Cheerios or whatever. And then that other sibling gets shot. A big deal to that other sibling that, that just the last words that they have with their little sister was a fight over something dumb. And how many kids fight in the morning? You know, oh, at, yeah, out that's, of, that's why when he said that, it hit me. I'm like, that's when they fight, is in the morning, yeah. That's you know, that's when their fighting goes on. And what if your little sister doesn't come home that day?
0: Out of 21 victims, how many had a fight that morning? How many's parents? had to leave for work early
2: and didn't get to give him
0: a hug or a kiss that
2: morning. Yeah. And and, and it's a lesson for us adults too. <laughs> leave with love. You know? Do you know the kids are going to get you mad, but let's react in the right loving way. We can teach them the right way and chastise them the right way, but let's leave with love. Let's leave with love because you just don't know tomorrow's not promised. Not promised. And 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 this is coming Yeah, it's been it's it's been a rough It's been a rough week. And it's only Tuesday. Pray us out, Tom. Father God, we come to you with broken hearts today, Lord. As there's just so much darkness out there right now. I first want to lift up the families of these 21 victims, Lord. As I, I, like, like we were talking, there's just no words that we can say to them right now. And I want to pray for McKenna Lee Elrod's family, for Leila Salazar's family, Miranda Mathis' family, Navia Bravo's family, Jose Manuel Flores Jr.'s family, Xavier Lopez's family, Tess Marie Mata's family, Rogelio Torres' family, Elina Garcia's family, Elena Torres family, Annabel Guadalupe Rodriguez family, Jackie Cazadre's family, Jusias Garcia family, JC Carmelo's family, Metis Rodriguez family, Jalia Seguero's family, Irma Garcia's family, Eva Morella's family, Amira Garza's family, Alexandria Rubio's family, Alitheas Ramirez family, That's so many names, Lord. I do know one thing. I know that all these names here, are they're all in heaven right now because they're kids. And the Bible tells us that. But it doesn't make it easy, the pain that we have to go through for for losing someone. And and, and grieving comes from love. Because if you didn't love, there would be no grieving. So we know that there was love here, Lord. And even for people that don't know these kids, there's love because they're kids. They were just going to school, learning to make a better tomorrow for us and for themselves. And they're not here today, Lord. I pray for our communities, our churches, our country, Lord. We're supposed to lead by example, and I don't know if we're doing that. I don't know if we're doing that, Lord, and that's me included in that. I'm not pointing any fingers at the political figures. I'm talking about myself. I don't know if I'm leading by example. Give us a give us a Christ like mind, Lord. Let us lead with love. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters is love. We're supposed to love our neighbor as much as we love ourselves. Oh, Father God, I'm just speechless right now. I pray for Donna. She was part of this church family, Lord. And the circumstances that she left, she left way too early. Lord, I want to pray for us to become better listeners. We have two ears and one mouth. We should be double listening and less talking because sometimes people reach out to us for help. And we don't even know that they're reaching out for help until it's too late. And that was the case with Donna, Lord. She was reaching out. She let a few of us know what was going to happen. But we didn't listen. We thought everything was fine. We lost a real servant. We love her so much, Lord, and I know that she's with you. Because the same grace that you give us every day it's the same grace that you had on her regardless of what happened at the end I thank you for the friends that I have thank you for the conversation that Dave had with me this morning because you know I needed that you know I needed to hear everything that he told me this morning Lord and I, I thank you for him Lord, I just pray that you can help us be bold. Help us be bold about you. I know that our kids don't like to hear about Jesus that often or go to church that often, Lord, but let us be bold with them and, and, and truthful and honest and let them know exactly that we have hope in Jesus. Our only hope is in Jesus. We suffer, but he came down to suffer a lot more than we suffer, Lord for us, for each individual one of us, Lord. Help us not forget that. I pray for the remainder of the week. It's only Tuesday, Jesus. It's only Tuesday, so we've got a long week left. <clears throat> I just pray that you can be with every single one of us, Lord. I thank you for Javar. What a blessing he's been in the short amount of time that he's been here with us, Lord. Thank you for bringing him from nowhere, just out of the blue all of a sudden, he knew everything and he was able to just fit right in. I thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for Allison the little E as they're sat here listening to not an easy topic because they're kids and they, they, they just heard the topic. And, and I hope they got something out of it. I hope that, that something stuck with them. I hope that, that the way they treat their sibling changes because tomorrow's never guaranteed, Father God. <clears throat> I don't know what other requests came through, Lord, but I know that you know every single prayer request out there, Lord. So, Holy Spirit, I just bring up all the prayer requests and if it's in your will, answer them. But I know that you're always working regardless of what happens, Lord. I hate to say this, but there's a reason why this happened. And only you know that reason, Father God. And we put our trust in you because we live by your promises. That's what gets us through every day is your promises, Lord. I pray for anybody out there that doesn't know you, that they have an encounter with you and bring them to the light. Help us spread that light to them, Lord. I thank you for for the show. It's an opportunity for us to give back a little bit and, and just praise your name, Father God. I pray for my brother Sean as he's not doing well right now. His health. We missed him. We love him. He's our anchor. His gift is prayer, and that's why he does it. And I just lift him up in prayer, Lord. I, I don't. I was just talking to to Elijah. I don't. I don't know if his job is that important. It is always jeopardizing his health. I don't know. Just pray for him, Lord. He's in a hard situation right now with all these other things going on. Thank you for your mercy and your grace, Lord. For it's in your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Quick, before we go, I never meant this more than I do now. Um, two things, well, three things. One thing I've done was put my son and daughter in a room together. Stared them down and said, if I'm gone today or tomorrow, all you have is God and each other.
0: Hmm.
1: Be your brother's keeper. Be your sister's keeper. That's number one. Number two, I never try to plug the show for numbers or for ratings. Those who watch and listen, we appreciate you. But if you have siblings in your home, do me a favor, do us a favor. Make sure they understand the importance of knowing each other, loving each other, caring for each other, and respecting each other. Finally, please share this. Yes, we talked about a lot of political stuff in the beginning, but when we got to the meat of this episode, it's very important that it gets shared any way you can possibly share it, on any platform you can share it. I hope we can timestamp it for when we did get to the meat of it. But Javar, he can do anything, so I'm pretty sure he'll probably figure that out. <laughs> you can just but, if, um, if you
0: want to get angry, listen to the beginning. If you want the, you know, right about 40 minutes in.
1: But we really like. Uh, I mean, and if you share it, like it, and whoever shares what you shared, make sure they like it too, because we do want to make sure that we're reaching as many people as we possibly are can. So thank you, and God bless.
0: Although the sorrow may last for the night, the joy comes in the morning. Amen. I don't get it. I don't understand it, but it will. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.
1: See Thank you. Bye.
0: I didn't even...